When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Acast recommends podcasts we love. Changemakers is a new podcast series with me, Claire McKenna, talking to people who stand up, speak out or challenge us to think a little differently. It's about the greater good, families and children, respecting their own individuality. In the next couple of years, like I hope I never have to have conversations about racism ever again. Like, I just want to get to the stage where, you know, people are just people. Nobody's pooling the resources together and actually being able to show how much of an impact it will make when people do come together. Changemakers with Claire McKenna. Search for it now wherever you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the world's best podcasts, including the David McWilliams podcast, I'm Grandmam, and the one you're listening to right now. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Blood and Mud podcast. Hi. The, hello, hello. The podcast that didn't really particularly like the character of Gunther that much anyway. Doesn't know why everyone's getting so upset about it. I mean, yeah, he was... I mean, it's sad that a bloke's died. It's sad that a bloke's died. I didn't think that Gunther was... I always thought found Gunther a slightly... You know, certainly on, on reflection and rewatching, a slightly problematic, you know... And largely irrelevant and not very engaging character. Yeah. So... Vaguely obsessive with a woman that's never going to go out with him and then actively seeks to sabotage her relationships. Yeah, that's like, you know, love actually levels of wrongness, yeah. isn't it? Fuck, fuck that. Not the actual guy, who I'm sure was lovely and will be sadly missed, but the character of Gunther, not for me. Yeah, I don't get it. But yeah, sad that he's down at 59, I guess. But yeah, horrible. Yeah, horrible. I suppose everyone's going to have a. Everyone, it's the weird thing about the modern world, isn't it? And I might have done this myself a bit that everybody on social media has to like make a statement like it's from an official. Yeah, you feel like you feel like you've got to have a position when somebody (laughs) dies. You feel like you've got to. Otherwise, you look callous for just not talking about it. Yeah. And it's like, like, like everybody having an. Like when that fucking. MP got fucking murdered last week or whenever it was. Horrible fucking thing. Terrible. But yeah. like, I don't need to see 
10,000 people who've never even heard of him before it happened saying how sad it is. Like, I get it's a human thing, but it, I, I, I catch myself doing it. It's weird. I don't like it. I do if it's something to do if I've got some kind of connection to it, like some Same. music legend who's meant a lot to me in my life or something, but I don't yeah. a lot of people kind of it's a kind of a thousand follower thing. If you've got more than a thousand followers, people think you have to have like a PR office <laughs> you, or something. Yeah, it's you've really got strange. you're expected to have an official position on these things. And yeah, <laughs> no, I don't really like it. So we are a Blood and Mud podcast. We are live on the Facebook group for those of you who are yep. patient and on YouTube. Uh, I, I I didn't post a YouTube link correctly, but it is now posted into the patron feed if you need to see what that is. Um, and it should Indeed. be there now, I think. So apologies for that. But we're also here on the podcast. Those of you who don't watch us live, hello, everybody. For those of you who can see us, I'm waving. I'm waving. Hello. I'm waving Because also. you can't see us. I'm still waving. You just can't see it. Yeah. Um, I'm Lee. Who is waving? Hi, Lee. Me. I'm Lee. Yeah. And over there I'm, is... I'm Josh. I'm not waving. At this current... I was waving. I'm not waving anymore. I feel like it's important to clarify that. Exactly. This is why, you know, visual medium and all that. <laughs> so, uh, here we are. We've obviously just already got into it a bit, but weekend, yeah. Josh. What, come on. People don't like to know what we've been up to, but we tell them anyway. So, what have you, what have you been up to? <laughs> What's going on? Um, I... What did I do... I didn't do a lot this weekend, and I quite. You did go to London it. last weekend. That's enough for six That's months. Thing, isn't yeah. It, really? Well, actually, see, I, I, I paid the price for going to London uh, last weekend and going to a mass sporting event, which large involved a lot of travel on public transport. Uh, in that, I got pinged by the app on Friday oh, no. morning. You feeling okay <laughs> though? Yeah, yeah, fine. Um, I tested and it was negative, but it did mean that I then had to spend Friday until Sunday evening when the test result came back avoiding my loved ones which to be fair you know maybe they preferred but yeah so uh yeah be aware beware everybody if you do go to a mass sporting event the sporting event itself might not be a problem but you are probably gonna have to get on public transport and you see some people some people i know have have just deleted the app i mean i think this is probably (laughs) Like, why none of my friends who also went to this? (laughs) I basically, I've paid the price for being a good citizen, quite frankly. I I like the idea of the entirety of society now. He's now just going, ah, la, 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 I cannot hear you. if I don't have the app. (laughs) Yes. Can't get COVID if the app doesn't tell me. (laughs) So, yes, I got pinged and I did a lateral. I've spent, I've stuck a lot of things up my nose. Uh, and into the still negative though. The last... Still negative. So well, happy cool. days. Yeah. So I went to I went to the cinema on Friday. Oh, what are you going to see? Dune. Oh, very nice. Dune. Two and a half hours in the IMAX. Very oh, IMAX very loud well. in the IMAX. Like oh, almost like being at a gig loud. Oh, that's nice though. I I, I haven't experienced yeah, well, that level of volume for some time. So. And it's yeah. two and a half hours long. Um, and unfortunately, I've reached that stage in my life now. Two wheeze, two wheeze I had to go for in that two and a half hours. Because <laughs> that's who I am now. Oh, I don't know I'll get yeah. to the pod, to be honest. I mean, well, it's you don't know how I'll get to the pod. I have to catheterize myself every week, basically, before, <laughs> that's, before that's I go That's the, the fucking pod. commitment that yeah. we expect. That's why you pay your money. Because I catheterize yeah. myself every week. Um, <laughs> it's very good, by the way. Very good. Obviously, you can't I really, really give spoilers for Dune because everyone knows it because it's young's old. But it's a, yeah. very, it is very good. A bit, a bit, a bit grim. But it's a kind of grim story, I guess. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I haven't been to the cinema since before all this. It was um, my first trip also, yes. Yeah, and there's quite a lot of things I want to go and see at the moment, so yeah, I'm... Uh, what did I understand, gonna... right, about yeah. Dune? Written in 1960-something, mm. I, I think. Yeah, Frank Why Herbert, is it, yeah. right? Why is the future always imperial with yep. fiefdoms and lords and shit? Yeah. And why in Dune, particularly, and there's, there's a link to Star Wars here, but in Dune, they've got spaceships and shit, right? But they still yeah, fight yeah. with swords. They do, like, hand-to-hand combat with, like, sword weapons. <laughs> but they've got is spaceships. Is it because... When people are writing these things, a they just want to write Lord of the Rings or whatever, but they're like, "Oh, we'll make it spacey." I'm most and... fascinated by by Star Wars in that they can imagine all that they can imagine, but they couldn't imagine headphones without wires. <laughs> all the headphones have wires in Star Wars, don't they? When they, and they run on the it's star, exactly, the it's exactly yeah, it's exactly the same as like original series Star Trek, where they could imagine like matter transporters and huge ships the size of small cities going through space but they couldn't imagine a console without switches and buttons <laughs> the very idea yeah like... and in a way to be fair that does show you about innovation because it took people quite a while to get to point to for a phone that didn't actually need buttons didn't they yeah i mean that was 1999 was no 2009 before 2007 before they got into that game i know it shows you doesn't it well, thing, yeah, like communicators in the original Star Trek are shitter than modern mobile phones. <laughs> and as you say, but you can build fucking yeah. warp speeds and yeah, yeah. spaceships. But but apparently, you've got to have a thing that looks like a phone and only is a phone and doesn't. And you've got to have a separate thing. Yeah, Mad. and everyone just does what the Emperor says in the future in in Dune. But that's how it starts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, spoilers. That's how it starts. The, the Emperor commands somebody, and they've got to you know kicks a lot of shit off, but. Yeah, that's the other thing, I guess, isn't it? Is that they haven't got a load of people calling him a cunt on social media, as would happen today. Yes. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> Can't believe the fucking emperor's given this to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Who does he um, think he is? The cunt. Exactly. Um, Kerry Jones here shares. It's the use of personal energy shields that stop fast-moving objects, but not slower ones like blades. Also, laser weapons make shields explode in June. I mean, I think what we can say is that Frank Herbert took a lot of magic. That's even more reasons to use a laser. Stuff through. Yeah, it's even surely. more reasons to use a laser, Kerry. You can just fire a laser at it and it explodes. <laughs> that job done. <laughs> you have rendered the, the shield yeah. helpless. We pick it basically. We picked a load of a load of holes in this. I think I, I think any... I might be moving into people who know a lot about this stuff and are quite personally <laughs> invested and are getting upset. So I don't I don't want to go any further because I you know I I'm into the things I'm into, but I actually genuinely a very good film and I do like a bit of sci-fi on the quiet. I do like a bit of sci-fi, and I've never like it's been a while since we've had a big <laughs> fucking like some like a proper fucking big science fiction film that hasn't been Star Wars or the a Marvel film. So it's just I know it's still a fucking remake of an old property, but at least it's something different, isn't it? I saw a trailer of Eternals, the new Marvel I'm not into much Marvel stuff, but that, that looked alright actually. It looks alright, yeah. And it's not just because and I'm sorry you're gonna I am gonna be that guy, but it's not just because it's got Salma Hayek in it. Yeah you go in yeah in superhero clobber. Yeah. 
Which she's will be enough to get me to the cinema, I'll be honest. But generally, yeah, absolutely. But Salma Hayek thought that she was too old. Like when they they assumed that when they offered her the role, that it was some sort of joke or that she was going to be some sort of like old spinster. Which, which well, I think yeah. says a lot. Which I think says a lot about the patriarchy. Doesn't it? When just... you, you how could what, anybody you know, Sal... see Salma in like in <laughs> exactly. that way? Sal- Salma Hayek has been conditioned to think of herself as a woman who's you know fifty five years old but still looks absolutely incredible as basically being only fit for being like someone's nan on screen. Fuck the patriarchy. That's what I say. <laughs> Ten minutes in, ladies and gentlemen, and we're already getting stuck in. <laughs> You're so already fucking the patriarchy. Uh, Johnny Ball says, not even the most morbid dystopian author envisaged social media. Doesn't that tell you a lot? Yes, it certainly does, doesn't it? The tr- the, yeah. tr- the full horror of it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, quite a lot of most dystopian, horrendous science fiction films would have just ended quite early on. if Because all the people involved, like V for Vendetta, for example, all those people who are like putting on masks and rising up and shit would have just got distracted getting into fucking circular, pointless arguments on social media and wouldn't have bothered blowing anything up. Or endless factionalism, rendering or, or old useless. friend end, or old old friend endless factionalism on the left. You gotta love it. So anyway, we if you want to get in touch with us, that's that's what we've been up to. Um, please, you know. Let us know what films are worth watching or pick holes in science fiction plots. Johnny Ball um, highly recommends Foundation on Apple TV, which I have been meaning to watch. It's basically supposed to be their Game of Thrones, but but what science fiction-y? I've started watching Succession as well, finally. Bounced right off that, see. You did what? I bounced off that. I watched did you? Like two episodes of it, and I just despised everyone involved. See, I, I, I'm pushing through that because now I know it's written by the guy who did the thick of it. I understand mm. the point is you meant to despise everybody. Everyone's oh, meant yeah, to be I, terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. I completely, That's fine. Yeah, I completely get that. But at the same, I just I can't watch more TV about rich people who are assholes. <laughs> I'm just I'm sick. Like all, did you have you watched that um, White Lotus? No, thing? I don't even know what that is. It's pretty good. It's got uh, her out of Nashville, Connie Britton. And yes. him out of the last series of The Office, Pete. Um, yes. It? It's about a bunch of people who go to a bunch of absolute total fucking rich assholes who go and stay in this incredibly posh hotel in Hawaii and then treat all of the people who work there terribly and events ensue. But I, it was really good, like really well done. Only like six episodes. You can binge it in a couple of hours. I can't watch more TV. All TV in America now that's like good TV is about rich people because ordinary people's lives in America now are too fucking bleak to make a comedy out Yeah, I watched that Nine Perfect Strangers. That got dull after about five episodes. I persevered with it, but I didn't give a shit by the end. And also, I don't understand what's happened to Nicole Kidman's face. No, that's it's it. bizarre. Having done, you've been in the room though when Nicole Kidman phoned it, phoned I was, phoned I was Urban. So you were yes, which was very funny because he was like, Carl Urban, no Keith Urban. Keith Urban, yeah. He's like, sorry, it's it's me and my wife. I've got a. And I was like, <laughs> I know your fucking wife is, mate. It's yeah. Nicole Kidman. Tell Don't Nicole Kidman. Nicole to Kidman. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm on the clock. I've got to go back to Bristol, Keith. But it was awful because he was like, oh yeah, she's filming 
Well, she's filming uh, on the East Coast, on the West Coast, rather. So if I don't talk to her now, then we won't get to speak to each other all day. And I was like, oh, that's adorable. I hate you, you rich, attractive, <laughs> talented people. Oh, my dog's <laughs> going mad. I do apologise. Right, that's him saying, fucking move on, lads. Yeah. Get on with it. Far too long. Richard Laird says, I'm waiting for Squidge Games, which I would watch the Robbie version of Squid Game. Except. Well, I haven't watched that either. Have you watched Squid Game yet? No, it doesn't appeal to me at all. Same, doesn't appeal to me. But I would watch uh, Squidge Games. Before we move off this, Connie Britton, I watched that one about the the, the true story one with the horrible, with Eric Barner in it as the horrible. Oh, I watched that, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, well, I watched one episode of it and went, you are the thickest person in the entire world (laughs) and I can't watch this anymore. I tell you what, before... And I know coercive relationships are horrendous, right? Mm -hmm. But literally, he was being a shitbag for about minute 10. Yeah. And at no point he said, I won't go on another date with him because he's clearly fucking awful. (laughs) So in a way, I I, I lost all time for it. Lost all patience. I only, I watched it because me and my wife had listened to the podcast upon which that is based. Um, a couple of like a, about six months before, and so I think Dirty John, sorry, not Dear John, that's the one. And yeah, the podcast, I mean, again, in my head, all I could think of was Filthy Eric, fuck. which is an entirely different show, it's a very different show, but yeah, in the like the podcast has interviews with her and her kids, and it's slightly more, but like it makes you feel slightly more understanding of her, but broadly, you do just think. Are you fucking no. mental? And hell, she doesn't have to understand me. She got treated terribly by a horrible man. I'm not yeah, saying that. I just, it was I clearly just, an it was, extremely was, skilled manipulator. But it's yeah, like, it just no. seemed like the way they presented it on the show, it was like, really? It was... You've not even invested <laughs> in this relationship yet, and he's already been an arsehole. So, you know, yeah. back that's away, the advan- red that's flags. the advantage, I guess, that a podcast has that a sort of serialised sort of soapy drama can't do, which is that it's not, you know, they have to hook you in on Netflix quite early. And so things have to happen. Whereas in the first one, it was kind of like the podcast. They can build that up a bit better. But it was still kind of like, fucking hell. Anyway. Yes. My fault that entirely, by the way, for going on on that tangent. So you want to get in <laughs> touch with us. I am at Blood and Mud on the Twitter or Lee at bloodandmud.com. And what about you, Josh, if people fancy getting in touch? If people do fancy getting in touch, uh, then, you know, it's at Josh Gardner, uh, at Rocked underscore mag uh, on the on the old Twitters or josh at bloodandmud.com. Um, had an email this week to that, uh, to that email address, which was basically just somebody saying, I'm just emailing to so somebody. I'm loving it. I'm knows. loving it. That's become a thing now. <laughs> they're, they're, they've got no particular reason to ask you anything. They're just doing it. To no, absolutely. Not saying, yeah, they just want to. They basically just want me to have to look at some email and know that you know that I've seen yeah. it, which I did. To be fair, so you win. Touche. <laughs> you win. <laughs> yes. Yes, because that's what it's a battle, Josh. That's Absolutely. what communicating with our listeners is. It's <laughs> just a, 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 something you have to win or lose. Yeah. Yes. A zero sum game. Absolutely. Uh, we're on ACAST for a little bit longer, but we're actually moving. Not, not that I'll make any difference to you guys. You'll just Certainly still get won't. your podcasts as you always get them. Um, especially if you're on the Patreon, because it would make no difference at all to you. But if you're a subscriber that's non-Patreon, it, it, it won't make any difference either. Uh, we're on Apple. We're on, speaking of Patreon, we're on Patreon dot com salute.
Blood your best slash ever. Thank you very much. Not, well, you should see the ones coming out of the catheter right now. So, the um, what's talking about then? Patreon.com slash blood and mud. Two quid mm. a, a month to join. Two quid for extra Ooh. content every week. Extra content in the back catalogue, history episodes, access to the Facebook group, all that stuff. Um, then basically you can get all that for two pound a month or twenty quid for the whole year if you want to get it out of the way. Yeah. We've had a, we've had somebody join from Norway Ooh. this week, and I got very confused because it was the payment was notified to me in, in Norwegian krona, which I know nothing Oof. about. Absolutely, I thought that looks a lot. And then I looked it up. I was like, no, it's not. It's two pound. Two pound <laughs> is twenty five Norwegian krona. I mean, I'm mean, very very thankful yeah. for the listener. I mean, Thank you very much. Happy it, with it. I'll take in the minute, it. In the minute, I was like, what's this? But it's I'll like, it it's like Lyra or something. <laughs> I miss Lyra. I never experienced Lyra other than in the 90s, marveling at Italian Serie A transfers and the figure yes, that it was exactly. in Lyra, which was the most incredible <laughs> thing ever. And this is, the, but yeah, like now it's just boring because everything's the Euro and it's all broadly the same. Whereas, like, you know... I've got a rough Greece. guy to Spain that I bought just for the Euro came in. There was a conversion rate at the bottom of every page because <laughs> all, all the write-ups were in Pesetas, obviously. Fucking hell. And, uh, and then it was it had the conversion in it. I went to Barcelona for my second wedding anniversary. It's a 2001, that would have been. Man, being right on the cusp of the Euro. Uh, anyway, so... Moving on then. So yeah, thank you. Or five pound a month or fifty pound for the year, and you get us to give you a bio. Got none of them this week. Thank you, all no, of you. Continue to do that You're though. So there you go, patreon.com. So coming up in this episode, um, we've mm-hmm. got uh, the weekend. We'll talk about that. Certainly. We'll yeah. do some news as we normally do. We'll do a Absolutely. preview of the Autumn Internationals and give you some news of a little bit of a, a league thing we've got yeah. happening. Get involved. And uh Josh has a game. I have a game for he's set up. The, he's invested you some can time also, away. You can also play at home. And I tell you what, it'll be much more entertaining if you are watching along live. So you people who are watching it will enjoy it. But I hope it will still be enjoyable. It will still even if you don't have the thing that I wasted my entire afternoon that I should have been working doing instead. Uh yes. <laughs> I was gonna say you obviously were very busy. Has it just been <laughs> really deadline busy. week or yeah, something? You've got you've got three days before you've got to start working again. <laughs> yeah, it was deadline on Friday, so uh... <laughs> Everyone can exhale for a couple of hours, yeah. Indeed. Uh, yeah, uh, he assures me, those of you who are not watching on the stream, that this will work in an audio format as well. It will. Probably. We'll see. Uh, yeah, so there you go. So that's what's coming up. So we begin as we always begin, ladies and gentlemen, Ooh, yes, with a player spotted. And I'd like to thank Lovely Joe stuff. Green. Me, Joe Green? It, me, no, no way on the end. <laughs> okay, shame. He was mean, though, wasn't he? Imagine him playing imagine number eight mean, now in his imagine, prime. Imagine if Mean Joe Green on. came and played number eight now in his prime. <laughs> Fucking hell! What, just think about it. I just and that mad one with the and that mad one with the gold boots was playing blindside. <laughs> what was his name? The one with the boot, the gold boots. CJ something or something. I can't, oh, remember, his name. I can't remember. That basically that, that steel curtain defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Transferred in, in its prime. Trans, transferred now into rugby. Elsie Greenwood. LC Greenwood, absolutely like. Imagine Serge Betson, but more frightening. And you've got LC <laughs> Greenwood, six foot six, two forty five. That was his playing weight. 
fucking gold terrifying. Gold boots in the 70s. Gold boots and just... Te- oh, yeah. Mean Joe Green was a defensive lineman for the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> in the 70s when they basically just crushed everybody under their might. Indeed. Says, Imagine if Mean Joe Green listened to the podcast, though. Because he could theoretically. He's still alive, isn't he? He is. I mean, it's a long shot. It's I mean, he could. I'm not shot. ruling it out. But <laughs> I mean, I'd say it's more likely that refrigerator, William Refrigerator Perry comes and listens to the podcast because he at least played over here, played for the London Monarchs briefly. So there's a right. chance he might have developed a weird, quiet love for rugby that he ex- sort of indulges through listening to very niche left-wing podcasts. It could happen, that's all I'm saying. Obviously, yeah. It could happen. Sure as night follows day, that'll be happening. Indeed. Anyway, Joe Green, not mean Joe Green, Joe Green, who's a listener. Hello, Joe. He gets yeah. in touch on the DMs, and he says, i got a player spotted. He said, I was in Cardiff's dreariest and most undeservingly expensive car park. <laughs> oh, What's that on. one, Josh? Have a guess. What would you, what mean... would you say it is? It's probably going to be the one opposite the Millennium Stadium. On West yes, Street, it is. Isn't it? The NCP is. on Greyfriars Road, yes. <laughs> I fucking despise that place. Unbelievable. Um, was host to none other than Louis Rezamit today, yeah. says Joe. Cross paths as I was taking out a payday loan to cover my ticket. <laughs> I mean, they are expensive this year. Let's not be around the bush. Is payday loan still a thing? I think so. Wonga went under. I think it, it is still... I mean, I assume that more fucking horrendous vultures have moved into the... I, I, I don't they, don't advertise this... on te- they don't advertise on telly as much as they used to. I don't want to get into this too much, mm-hmm. but I don't drink, right? People know that about mm-hmm. me. There's a reason for that, and one of the reasons, a symptom of one of the reasons for it is that I got into some payday loan problems about a decade ago. And uh, one of the reasons why I had to stop drinking, but um, the the I then got into a comp- that that famous company got in touch with me when they went into receivership, saying because they got done for mis-selling and they should never have lent to people in certain situations, and said the receivers have got some money to give back to you. So if you give us some details, we can review all of your things, all of the mm. lending. Um, and they, by the end of it, they re- let's just say they really should not have been giving me money by the end of it. Okay, but they are the. Mm. They, they then, what's it's not funny, but it is. They then came out at the end of it and said, um, they've got some money to give to you for your mis-selling. So they then came back to me and said, here's what they shouldn't have lent to you, which was a lot of money, right? And they came back to me and said, uh, because of the amount of money that we've got, you'll be given £20. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. Brilliant. 20 yeah. quid back yeah. uh, a decade later. I mean, to be fair, I do not blame. I was there was a lot of shit going on that I wouldn't want to blame them for, but it was just absolutely still, fucking hilarious. Because like, yeah, every time they wrote you to give you an update on yeah. when you might get some money, there was these massive caveats saying there is only a certain amount of money available and it's likely to be significantly <laughs> less. I was like, 20 quid, seriously. Yeah. Christ, I'm like. What a horrible, this is the same horrible thing. Situation. This is the same thing where they like, like they were trying to get people to get involved in this whole missile PPI thing, and it was just like the amount of forms that you had to fill into that, given versus the amount of money you were probably going to get back. It just wasn't worth a fucking asshole, unless you've been paying fucking PPI for like thirty years. It was nay fucking worth it. 
My uh, my auntie died of breast cancer in 2009, and I was the mm. uh, executive of Will. She's only 49. And I did it all and sorted it all out. Um, Nat West, no, one of them anyway, I can't remember, via the solicitor that dealt with some of the execu- with some with the execution of the will wrote to me five months ago and said she was owed PPI. PPI. <laughs> Fuck you know. So I had to get re back in touch with my cousins who were a kid and said, look, I've got some money for you. They're like, what? I was like, yeah, honestly. <laughs> so, <laughs> I could have kept it under my hat, kept the money. But yeah, no, I'm the PPI. The kind of person I'm I am. P- PPI Santa Claus. <laughs> Uh, Harley um, Woods, he says, Josh Big Light Lee Lamp. Uh, point of order, uh, I'm Lamp today. Cause... I'm I'm always Lamp because let me show you what it's like if Big Light's on. Oh, it's too much. It's too much, it's isn't too it? Much. And it's bouncing off the much. picture behind. Yeah, it's too much. I've okay. invested in a lamp since last podcast. That's why I wanted to drink. Have cause... you? Yes. Just because when I work at... I know it's, it's closing in, isn't it? Nights are closing in. And we've and got to reinvest this Patreon money. We've got to show people the benefits of, of what they're doing. Yeah. So the support they give us. Nice little angle poise lamp that is currently probably blowing angle out poise. my face. Classy. It's, classy. Too bright. it's a classy touch, Josh. But you're a classy man. I've I'm said that. Guy. You know, Abad- Abadair class. <laughs> exactly. I mean. So thank you, Joe. It's a hot spot, that place, because when I was in Cardiff in 2017, I saw Gareth mm. Bale in there. Really? Yeah, I mean, my son. That's a way. Son. That's a way better spot than Louis Rees <laughs> With much respect well, to Louis Rees yeah. you expect him to be in that sort of vicinity occasionally. My son ran over and I got a selfie with him. Nice. Well, I, and I went over and I said, "I know you're busy, guy, but can he have a selfie with you?" And he just looked at me and and slowly nodded, didn't speak. Did the selfie. I said, "Thank you. I can see. I can see you with your family. So I, I appreciate it." And he slowly nodded again. That was it. That was the extent of the interaction. Was he going to his? Uh... He was going to check in on his 11s bar and grill, and that's the closest car. Who knows what he was doing? It probably was, to be fair, because that that is probably the closest one to where that what used to be Dempsey's. Right, I see. Mm. Seeing him up close as well is when you realise the full full extent of how elaborate a comb over that hair is. <laughs> Honest Look, to God, we all know that he's tying that top knot back to cover up something. Oh my fine. god, he's so bold. <laughs> so bold. Uh, so thank you, Joe, for that spotting indeed. of Louis Reese's Amit with no other details. Absolutely but yeah, that that, that fucking car park. Because it's one of them 70s NCP ones. Yeah. No modern cars fit Not in designed any of the for modern spaces. cars at all. You, no. you have to do like a 14 the- point turn just to get around the yeah. around the ramp. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I the first time I ever drove to Cardiff as a like driver for some reason I parked in Greyfriars and as a new driver even driving a 1998 Toyota Starlet as I was at that time was just solid <laughs> just, just, solid, solid, solid car. car solid car until it got t-boned by a BMW um, and then it wasn't a solid but you know I'm still alive so can't fault of course it. you used to like because you were driving a, to- <laughs> drive a Toyota the fucking That's Toyota Starlet yeah and it crashed into my then girlfriend's side of the car. So, you know, I was fine. She had <laughs> she had my plush. It wasn't great. Um, but yeah, I remember go, like going, how am I going to get down these tiny little ramps with these corners that seem too narrow for an actual car to fit in? Yeah. I think I pretty 
I think I scraped my car as well. Anyway. Those of you local to me, Pepper Street in Cardiff is exactly the same. NCP, built in 1978 or something. Mm. You know, directly based on the design of that scene in Get Carter when Alf from Coronation <laughs> Street gets a slap. Yeah, all the NCPs in Cardiff are an absolute... All the NCPs in Cardiff were built between sort of 1970 and 1993, with the exception yeah. of John Lewis and St. Davis too. And they're all an absolute shit show. I don't so understand how this exists. Next time yeah, you're in anyway. Cardiff, you know what to avoid. So there you Tell go. Tell what you do. Go down Riverside and park on the street. It's 10 minutes yeah. walk. Five, yeah, five ten minutes easy. walk there. Just and you go, get a nice walk down the river. You can have a pint in, I don't know, in the Neville or something. Somewhere nice like that. If you want, yeah. If that's still open. Got no idea. Anyway, so there yes, you go. News. Thank you for your play, Spotted Joe. If you've got any of those, you can send them in. Um. Shall we do some news now? I think we probably should, shouldn't we? Uh, my first bit of news is just summed up with one word. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. Cuthbert! Yeah. Doing normal things that a normal rugby team does, like calling up Alex Cuthbert after two regional appearances and zero tries. Like, nothing. He did all right last year, though, didn't he? He was all right for Exeter last year, and he's... He's not been... coming off this from, like, no form or no play, is he? No, and he's played very he well played. in his two appearances for the Ospreys so far. He's just... And he's been defensively excellent, which, you know, will obviously be tested to the max when... Oh. I mean, what part of Owen Lane and Alex Cuthbert being the two options for one of the wing berths against the All Blacks sounds like something that should be happening? In... <laughs> like, I mean, did Jonah Holmes take a shit in Pivax tea or something? I have to say, what is happening there? Yeah, because something... he's gone from being the starting fullback, and you know, he started in every game in that autumn series, in the June series rather, and now he's not. You can't now. Alex Cuthbert's in the squad ahead of him. Like, <laughs> it's pretty wild, man. And Johnny Johnny McNichol's going to start at fifteen. Against the All Blacks. I mean, that's the big... I mean, we'll get into this later on when we talk about predictions, but yeah, it's a strange old time. But I suppose, actually, Mm. you know, he has... um, He's he's got a kind of foregone conclusion syndrome cure, hasn't he? He's back, I guess. Everyone thought it was only going one way for him, so we'll see what happens. Fair play. I think think he's, he's still got the physical attributes to be a solid test winger and certainly in his 2013 pomp there was not a better finisher mm. in world rugby so i mean it's worth a go if nothing else he's a large enough body that you know <laughs> he can, he can he's the best size speed dump that you've got out wide so yeah let's <laughs> yeah exactly that. like at, at the very least he's gonna make whichever combination of excellent fucking at back three players that the All Blacks decide to pick this weekend, or whatever combination, whether it's Damian McKenzie or whoever, or Will Jordan. If nothing else, he's got the ability to hit them very hard, and he will take. They'll take some stopping, but beyond that, it, is he going? I mean, is he going to start? Is that is that how bad it is? Is he going to start? Because why would you call him into the squad now? If he's not, hey, the way things are going, he might have to start in the back row. So, <laughs> fucking hell, don't even. 
Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, I'm very happy for him. Like, yeah, and it's, it's and it shows that the system works. You come back to Wales and you instantly go against the Wales squad. So, you know, <laughs> it's an encouragement for people who are on the wrong side of the, like, yeah, the wrong side of the border in that regard. It's, it's a nice story, I guess. It is a nice story. And I still think... It'll turn into a kind of Brothers Grimm fucking yeah. story by the end of Saturday. But, you yeah. know... Most people, you know, when they think of Alex Cuthbert for Wales, they think about him fucking up his defence when he was low on confidence in 2015. And it would be nice for him to write a slightly less depressing story to mm. sign out on because he was a fucking massively important player for Wales in that sort of 2012 to 2015 period. Yes, so he's back. Um yes. In other news, uh, yes. one, you do one. Um World Rugby apparently has no idea who uploaded the Razzie video a week out from his hearing, which I've got to say really shows the rigor with which World Rugby has investigated this matter because uh it took me 30 seconds on the day the video was uploaded to find out that the Vimeo account uploading it was tied to a bloke who runs an independent video production company that works regularly with the box and super sports. But clearly, I am fucking Columbo compared to whoever's on this, the top men. Look, uh, it does lower your expectations that <laughs> this hearing is going to be anything other than a whitewash and a brushing of everything under the carpet, which is just what the game needs. You've got to remember what rugby union is still like at its higher echelon, I guess. He's got to be, you know, <laughs> well, well I've, I've, I've brought him into the room and he looked me in the eye and he's told me he didn't do it. And I that's... I trust him. I, for one, that's the... the <laughs> our word is our bond at this stage. If that's not... If we can't accept people at their word, then we might as well become rugby league football. <laughs> you know, or some something like that. Now, come I mean, on, let's yeah. go and have some fucking brandy, Razzy. Sort of thing, yeah. So, um... <laughs> Yeah, and I do think, yeah, yeah you have to it. wonder whether there's an, even an investigating officer involved in this. No, I'm, I'm, as I'm you pretty... say, it's not hard to find. So, no, if you, you know, World Rugby hit me up, I can provide the receipts if you're struggling. <laughs> but, like, this should not be my fucking job. I'm pretty no. sure it should be yours. Um, Although, yeah, I, think... I do like the idea of you leading and maybe me getting involved in a kind of private detective agency as a kind of spin-off. Oh, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. all over that. Carl like Randall and Hopkirk deceased. Yes, but we're not, except we're both, both alive. Dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although I suppose we could, well, you know. You know, emotionally I'm dead, so. That is know. true. Randall yeah, and Hopkirk. So Calvert dead, and Gardner, bracket, Brackets. soul deceased. Close yeah. bracket. Deceased yeah. inside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you got a uh, white suit? I can get one. I mean, I don't know where from. <laughs> I'll get one. But I can, I'll get one. Yeah. You got a white suit? I can get a white suit in an hour. Do you remember yeah. then they remade that with Vic and Bob? I do. I've actually just read Bob's biography. Oh, yeah. He talks about it and talks about how he was a terrible actor and still considers himself to be a terrible actor. <laughs> I um, thought it was quite good, though. Yeah, he said it, it, they managed to get to a point where it was okay, but he said he still doesn't feel comfortable being an actor. I think the weird thing about Bob is he don't feel very confident about anything still. That's Which is the, amazing, given he's one of the funniest people that's ever lived. Yeah, and he only ever... But, and the other thing you learn from the book, spoilers, is that basically Vic, Jim, Jim Moyer, Vic, wrote 97% of everything. 
And wow. even when they were a double act and he just chipped in occasionally, and he, and he saw it as his job as helping him hone the material. He said, the thing with Jim is just to keep him talking mm. so you can distill the ideas because he never stops because he's a genius. And basically, then I, mean, you know, I, do, I, I do get that vibe. From... Yeah. Um, and he said, and then he said it was only when he did a couple of bits, he did some co-writing of some sketches with Paul Whitehouse and then he did the Atletico Men's and actually started writing his own his own mm. stuff, which is obviously fucking hilarious it's if you listen to Atletico yeah. Men's. It's genuinely hilarious, man. Bizarre. I got it on the audio book, which is worth doing just for the voices just for he does do for it. his yeah, mates yeah, from Middlesbrough yeah, yeah. when he's a when he's a kid. <sighs> do that thing you do with your knob. <laughs> for example. <laughs> oh. Anyway, sorry, yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. Yeah, they did remake. Interesting book, worth a read, yeah. Yeah, don't watch um, Randall and Hopgood deceased, the 2000 version. It wasn't yeah. worth watching. No. Uh, speaking of, um, I don't know why, no, there's no link to that at all. There's no link to that at all. I don't know why I that's even a link. I, I so not speaking of Randall and Hopgood yeah. deceased, <laughs> no. Antoine Dupont has taken yes. um, another step towards being the ruler of all Earth. Yes. By new being France appointed a uh, new France captain, the absence of Charles Olivon. Which, i got to be honest, I know he's fucking the best player in the world, obviously. But, like, you do wonder if that's a bit too, like, quite early to be made France captain, you know, and be the scrum-off live wire person that, does everything in the team as well, you know, and he's 24. I feel like it's it's a it's a lot to put on his shoulders at that age. Given I all think the you other give, given it to another forward. Because he runs a, I, mean, I suppose the argument is he runs a team at nine anyway, but do you want him to have to chat with the ref and all that this stuff? This is what as I'm well? thinking. It's like he's already got the responsibility of running the entire fucking like team from scrum off and telling everybody what to do. I don't know if he should also then have to be the person that's trying to diplomatically chat to the referee while also doing all that. It's a lot, is what I'm saying. He must. I mean, it must take a lot of concentration just to stop himself toppling over with the size of his head compared to his body. Do you know what I mean? That must <laughs> no, take a lot of thinking doing, about his gravity. You know, he's doing the very best he can with what he's got. But yeah, it would have been very easy just to give it to any one of the excellent for like back rows or type five forwards that they've got. You know, even if they'd given it to well, actually, I suppose. See, there's talk that we might give have... it to Cyril by be a laugh. Yeah, fuck it, why not? It'd be funny. <laughs> France don't need a captain. Come on, yeah. like they are. In the words of you know. Of Kanye West, they are they cannot be managed. You know they don't need they don't need a coach, they don't need a manager, they don't need a captain. Just put them on the field, and lovely things happen. Let's lean into that. I say yes, but yeah. So he's obviously this is the thing is I suppose it's only until Oregon I mean, comes back. Yes, but it is only you've seen the future, thing. and it's Antoine Dupont in charge of all of us. And I, for one, am here for it. Yeah, I welcome my new extremely boxy overlord. Yes. And there's talk that uh, in the Argentina game <laughs> that because Vacatau has pulled out of the squad um, now, that we might have a Carbonell uh, and Tamak 
10, 12 axis of insanity, which I'm absolutely... Uh, I don't know if it's going to work, but I'm absolutely here for seeing it. Imagine the, the sheer creative maverick insanity of having both Untermac and Carbonell on the same pitch. I, I want to see... I always wonder what, where Edwards is in all this. Yeah. Because Galtier <laughs> I mean, must yeah. come in and say, right, you know, in We're French, have seven I'm thinking yeah. of playing this lot. And, and Edwards yeah. must have to try and, and think goes, very quickly in French how to say, that's the worst fucking idea I've ever heard. <laughs> and can we talk about this, please? Before they have to leave to go to training, you know. Yeah. I mean... I, I I greatly sympathise in that regard because you know it's hard to be the only sensible person in the room sometimes. <laughs> Recall Varhamina and make in captain says a yes. Facebook user. Yes. yes, bring back the people's elbow. Is what I say. <laughs> yeah. um, in other news, speaking of captains, well, I'm just boxing yes. this off. Italy have got a new captain as well. Uh, Michele oh, yes. Lamara has been named yeah. as their new captain, which is. Yeah, sure, I like it. Yeah. Nice play. Yeah, decent, decent pick. Makes more sense than Dupont in many ways. Uh, yeah, it's probably a more logical and probably a more long-term one as well. Let's face it. And you know what's going to happen when Sergio comes back? That's why I want to. You don't need to understand that. That's that's beyond. That's yeah. the higher plane of existence that we don't need to yeah, understand. That's above. That's above our pay grade. Speaking of pay grades. Bring the yes. Go. Oh, yes, yes. yes. Um, the Rugby Rich list has been released, by which we mean one of those websites that's got nothing better to do has done a dubiously sourced and entirely speculative list of the top 10 highest paid players in world rugby. Uh, and it's quite interesting. Should we, you want to go through the top 10? Let's quickly? do that. 10th uh, is Owen Farrell uh, on 750 grand a year, apparently. Uh, joint well, I suppose joint ninth with him uh, is Michael Hooper. Declared, yes. Declared, <laughs> Michael Hooper also seven hundred and fifty k. Obviously, the uh, his trip to Japan has helped that. Uh, eighth is Bowden Barrett on seven. We just stop there for a minute because of the comedic exchange rate stuff. That's one point three eight million Aussie dollars, Lovely. or one hundred and seventeen point five million yen. See, Can I be paid in yen, please? Yes, <laughs> it's uh, it, it makes me feel ex- like very excited to be. It reminds me of my uncle Brian. Yen. Yeah. God rest his soul. When the price of petrol went up, and I said to him, I said, "What about the price of petrol going up, Uncle Brian?" He's a very Lancashire man. He said, "Makes no difference to me, cock. I just put twenty quids with him." <laughs> so it does make a difference, though, doesn't it, Uncle Brian? What do you mean? And then that went on for about forty-five minutes. So. Glorious he couldn't stuff. quite grasp the fact that he, he would get less petrol. Get the same. Indeed, and you get less Bowden Barrett for your money if you're you only pay one point seven million yen, for example. You're not getting yes. you're barely getting ten minutes of Bowden Barrett for that. So Bowden um, Barrett so, is seven hundred eighty thousand. Yes, as is uh, recently pulled out from the France squad, uh, Verumi Vakatawa, which feels like a lot for him. It's a like, lot I know of money. That isn't. It? I know he's didn't. French rugby basically broke the bank a couple of years ago because they he was like basically a player without a club for a while. So I wonder mm. if that has just <laughs> massively inflated his earning potential because he certainly doesn't play like the seventh highest paid player in the world. Like, but he's very good. He's really good. Doesn't suggest he eats like it. Yeah, 
there's that as well. And good for yeah. him because he can Absolutely. still move like a fucking ninja, even with it. Yeah, so. don't worry, you can. Uh, sixth is uh, Maritoje on uh, 800 grand, which I mean, I assume is going to go up. I was going to say that's going to go up very soon, isn't it? Um, fifth, uh, presumably this has dramatically gone up in the last... I'm, to be honest with you, I'm surprised that this is all that this has gone up, given that he's just been bought out of his contract at Toulouse. But uh, Cheslin Colbe is fifth with 850 grand. How little did... you know What what level of bargain were Toulouse getting for Cheslin Colbe that they... That he, that, you know, that he's moved inside a contract period to go to 850 grand. That's what, I mean, they must, they, whatever they paid him, it was worth it. Also on 850 grand, uh, and the highest paid, uh, British and Irish player on the list is, uh, Finn Russell on 850 grand, which, yeah, tidy. Uh, third, even Etzebeth at Toulon. Toulon, two of the highest paid, two of the 10 highest played players in the world in their team, on their roster, and they're currently second bottom in the top 14. Never change. Uh, second is Charles Piotr at Bristol on a mill and uh, joint first, I suppose, with him. Uh, oh, the best player, I find this very, I, I don't want to disrespect him, but this baffles me, right? Andre Pollard is the highest paid player in the world at a million a season. And He's earning. He's going to be earning more money than Charles Piatow did because he gets all the international appearance shit that Charles Piatow does not. Mm. So yeah, yeah. Andre Pollard chance. is not Andre worth Pollard. more money than Marowatoji, is he? No, he's For not example. worth more money than even Etzebeth. He's not worth more money than Finn Russell. He's not. I would say that the only player on that list that I would say that he's probably worth more money than is maybe Vakatawa and definitely Owen Farrell. But like. Imagine it's, though, it's a funny when old your world, agent it? says it's Montpellier on the phone. Yeah, <laughs> imagine you must rub your hands together because all sense is out of the you window. Insta- you completely. instantly book a really good holiday with before you even yeah. picked up the phone. We're just like, well, this is going to be great. Must be like when somebody like for me and you, like somebody shows you a really incredible vintage guitar. You got to pay anything. I'll yeah. pay anything for it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, Make yeah. a reverse for that. Montpellier, <laughs> like they've been constantly being shown an incredible vintage guitar. Yeah, yeah, whatever you want, I'll pay it. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Didn't they fucking do some nonsense shit for you? Was it Johan Goosen? They did some mad shit. One of you retired, wasn't it? And then he came yeah, back. Yeah, he retired and then unreti- retired to go and work for his family's law firm and then unretired and went to play for 500 grand a season. I've never, never, ever understood why he attracts so much money. <laughs> nope. He's all right, Johan Goosen, he is. But yeah, why he is. the hell he's like... You'd, you, why the hell you'd go down an elaborate fucking scheme <laughs> to get him to your club to be paid millions? I've got no idea. Baffling, genuinely baffling. When Stephen Myler's out there, I know the Stephen Myler's out there. available for probably a third, if not less, of the price. <laughs> Indeed, the best fly about, off in how, the world. Well, right, there you go. Andre Pollard's on a million quid, and I'm right. Okay, how much do you reckon Stephen Myler's on? At this point in his career, thirty-seven, like fifty grand might, or something. <laughs> he might, yeah, he might be on like hard, you know, high five figures, low six. Yeah, maybe. I think so because he's yeah. 
because he's the ten. Of course, Andre Pollard is a better player. Is is well, he's not well. He is, but he also isn't because Stephen Miller is the greatest <laughs> player on earth. So yeah, Stephen Miller kicks all his goals. Andre Pollard doesn't, and Stephen Miller can kick it up in the air really high and far as well. It's all. It's, I mean, it's what it's what somebody prepared to pay for you, isn't it? And Mohamed Altrud is prepared to pay anything for anyone, apparently, provided they've come from South Africa. It's a that's the way markets work, isn't it? What's it worth? It's worth what somebody's willing to pay for it. Indeed. Speaking of which, uh, reports today that Billy and Maker Vunipola are in the sights of various clubs in the top 14, and it's not hard to see why. Because having looked at that rich list, I mean, presumably Saracens can't afford to re-sign both of them to the sort of deals that they would get in France while also continuing to pay Owen Farrell 750 grand and Mario Toje 800 grand. And presumably Mario Toje is going to be due a fucking pay rise sometime soon. So there's also the fact that they're going to want more because they're not going to get their international income, are they? Well, this is the other thing. Yeah. And they've conveniently, you know, been left out of the England pictures. There's absolutely no, you know, if that continues, it'd be very funny if Eddie's whole plan in this was, you know, Oh, I'm going to ignore them for a year to make them get really back into shape and play really well. And all that, what they actually do is just <laughs> go go and sign a contract at fucking Bordeaux Begler, as is the rumor today, and both fuck off and probably earn about twice what they're on at the moment. Um, it'd be very funny, and I wouldn't blame him because you know they've both. Billy, I guess the only thing that he hasn't done is a Lions tour, like. Mm-hmm. So maybe you'd want to, but then. If he was playing well for fucking Bordeaux Begler, there's absolutely Still nothing open for says him, that he can't be picked. Yeah. Um Mako's done it all. They're both, you know, in the last window of last big contract territory. Certainly Billy is, you know, he's what, twenty eight, twenty nine now, Billy Budapola? Mm. You know, he's not gonna get another, you know four or five year de- deal he's going to get a two or three year deal and it's going to be his last mega money one fuck it go to france chat Knowles apparently off to japan as well so again if you're not getting picked for england you might as well at this point speaking of uh transfers and signings uh Marnon, who's going back to san diego legion in the yes, mlr he is. Uh, imagine how easy he must find that, by the way. Well, <laughs> thing, he went back and played a bit of NPC, and everyone was like, you know, this guy could still do a job in Super Rugby, right? And he's like, yeah. Fans <laughs> living in San Diego. Yeah. I'm going to live in San Diego. I'm going to play with Chris Robshaw, and I'm just going to phone it in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And lap up, the, lap up the climate. Beautiful. <laughs> Indeed. Last bit of news from me is that World Rugby are still trying to make fetch happen. With oh, yeah, uh, with this. with the nations championship, which is yeah. going to be what the latest iteration of which will be forced out of the pointless pupa of their minds after the twenty third of twenty third the twenty twenty three World Cup apparently something about yeah. they've managed to solve the fact that the Six Nations won't have relegation anymore. Yeah. I mean, Which I, I suppose forward... is the, was the big sticking point. It before. was the big. The Six Nations was the big sticking point before. I look forward to seeing how this is going to again last about three days and then get fucking blown up again, just like last time. <laughs> yes, indeed. So they're still, but they're not giving up on it. I suppose they're right not to either. I suppose the whole thing can't be about the Six something Nations. Something does have to change, and 
you know, it's it's it, it, what else is world rugby doing with itself if it's not continuing? Well, to it's not investigating where videos are fucking uploaded not from. Fucking we know that, not. don't we? But yeah, they've got you know they've got simply you know what else are they doing if they're not throwing shit at the wall and trying to come up with new ways of doing stuff? Otherwise, what is the point of a governing body? You know, got to earn their coin. Indeed. So we'll see what happens there. So that is the end of the news. So the news. We at this point will go behind. Uh, we will let our non-patron listeners go mm-hmm. because we're going to talk about the weekend. But we've also got. Josh's special game, which you'll be able to play game. along with. So, you know, oh, you, yes. you know, only the patrons get that little treat. Top draw right. fucking content, let me tell you. Hell yes. So, we will say goodbye to our non patrons and we'll speak to you all in a bit. ACAST recommends podcasts we love. Changemakers is a new podcast series with me, Claire McKenna, talking to people who stand up, speak out or challenge us to think a little differently. It's about the greater good, families and children respecting their own individuality. In the next couple of years, like I hope I never have to have conversations about racism ever again. Like, I just want to get to the stage where, you know, people are just people. Nobody's pooling the resources together and actually being able to show how much of an impact it will make when people do come together. Changemakers with Claire McKenna. Search for it now wherever you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the world's best podcasts, including the David McWilliams podcast, I'm Grandmam, and the one you're listening to right now. So that was the end of the weekend. And that's the point at which we bring back our non-patron listeners. And we're going to talk about some predictions for the opening weekend of the Autumn Internationals. Are we not? We definitely um, are. We've got a few. Th- we got a bit. We've got a bit of a thing that you can all join in with. Uh, a couple of things. Everyone could go back to the pub now in the new world. It's very true they, to watch a game. Lots of people enjoy that, don't they? It's going true. The they pub. do. What would make going to the pub even nicer is if you get a free pint when you're in there. It certainly is. I can't. Who doesn't like booze? Who doesn't like free things? Pint. You combine exactly. booze and free things, and you're fucking away, aren't you? So, um, oh, right. We've previously discussed, haven't we, our love-hate relationship with going down the pub to watch the rugby. Yeah. In that we you know. love being among the atmosphere, but we don't necessarily <laughs> like the fact we have to listen to what people think about what's happening on the screen. Yeah. But, you know, who among us hasn't sort of found themselves in a city that they're maybe not familiar with of a, and yeah. there's a game on and you're like, oh, what, oh which pub here is going to be showing the rugby when there are x thousand other sports on this afternoon and who who hasn't done that poke your head into this pub see that what they've got on the tv nope onto the next one thing you know yes it can get that a bit one's boring showing loose women and i can't ask them to turn it <sighs> yeah. off yeah oh fuck's sake it's a weatherspoons they've got bbc news 24 on again <laughs> with dodgy subtitles yeah yeah with dodgy subtitles so our friends that we partnered with at match pint um, mm-hmm. on one, if you download the app, you can put in what game you want to watch and they'll show you what pub very near to you. You can go and watch it in and it'll be guaranteed to be on. So that's very handy, isn't it? And the other thing that they've got going on with it is uh, they've got this Guinness Pint Predictor is back. Yeah, it's a prediction have. league for the Autumn Internationals. We've got our own um, league in there. You can all we join. Have. If you use the code blood and mud, it's the word and 
Come on, you're, yeah. you know how the internet works now. You can't you know use an Amazon. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, it's the code blood and mud, and you can join our league, and you can get us competing with us in the prediction. From you know, you compete with us. You can compete with us. The team that brought you, the team that brought you, Worcester Warriors will cause some trouble this season. (laughs) You can come and predict against that kind of fucking gold-plated brilliance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got we are an unimpeachable track record, (laughs) frankly. So so you'll uh, get free beer, bragging rights over us. Yeah, and uh, because you get free beer, because if you join before, if you download the app and join our league before the thirty first of October, you'll get a free pint of Guinness, courtesy of Match Pint. For, literally for nothing, just for but downloading just for down on the app, app and joining our league, and joining I our mean... league, and then you get to play the prediction game against against yeah. us. Um, and so you, yeah, you win booze, you get a chance to see how wrong we get everything and point and yeah. laugh. <laughs> that too, yeah. Which, let's face it, is very likely. Although I don't think this week. Because I think this week's well, two games. I think we're going to be into. Easy. It's yeah. more about the scoring margin it's than be more the actual about the score well. line. Yeah. We'll come on to that right now. Yeah. The league itself is going to run for the whole of the autumn internationals. At the end of it, the overall winner will get a signed ball, a ball signed by the Scotland squad. Yes, indeed. Which, if you're Which... Scottish, you can keep, and if you're yeah. not Scottish, you can sell. Yeah. So you know, on eBay. everyone wins, yeah. one way or another. And somebody who, apart from know, us, re- somebody who recently bought a signed ball. Uh, on on eBay can tell you you can get between fifty and hundred pounds for that. So you know, probably more for an international squad if you don't want to just buy the Ospreys two thousand and five Celtic. I league might actually thing. try and win the league now. Yeah, <laughs> as if it makes a difference if I try. If I try, just, <laughs> honestly, as if, as if we're just putting these predictions out there to be wrong. So we've got to do some predictions for the weekend, which we'll obviously put into the. Well, actually, we'll do our own. We're in the league, of course, we as are. well. So. Come along. So basically, go, go to your whatever app store you're in, Match Pint app, download it, and then very obviously create a login. Once you're in, there's a very obvious Guinness Pint Predictor button. Press on that. Say you want to join a league. Put the blood and mud code in. Get yourself a free pint before the 31st yeah. of October. And find out which pubs have got the rugby on. Exactly. Especially if it's like Scotland yeah. Tonga or something. That's not obvious, you see. That might not be exactly. on, you know. Especially with, especially with all the games that are on Amazon and stuff. It's not going to be that easy to know right. which pubs are going to show it and which pubs ain't. So, yeah. I wonder if Amazon charge pubs nine million pound a month like Sky do to have like a special license. This prob- this probably is, they probably do require some sort of broadcast license, but I would imagine it's probably a lot more favourable than whatever the hell. Our rugby club in Cardiff gave Sky back, and we only had Freeview. That's because <laughs> they couldn't afford it. It was like fuck's sake, lads. Can you not even get a Jekyll one? Like I was going to say, yeah, like pretty much every. I the first time get some sort of Greek satellite dish and watch all the three PM kickoffs. There was the pub, a I mean, obviously this won't be on Match Pint because it's not official, which is the right obviously thing. Obviously not. Course, no, but yeah, there's a pub yeah, near us, true, which yeah. has every three o'clock kickoff on on different <laughs> TV screens. All the worst thing is it's all from Dubai and stuff, and it's got fucking yeah. Richard Key still at the helm. That's the worst oh, thing about oh, it. Oh, anyway. So, predictions That's for the weekend. much worse than the piracy. Anyway, yes. So, we've got Wales versus New Zealand at the weekend with, with, with the aforementioned Alex Cuthbert probably playing or, or getting near to playing. And um, I'm covering it for The Guardian, so I will be able to see how Your fingers exactly will be well very busy. Predictions is going. Yeah, I'm just going to copy and paste, try, exclamation mark, New Zealand. Um, yeah, I mean, we only yeah. look, need to look at what happened in Washington this weekend uh, and then look at the... Uh, you know, I mean, I will say Wales are better than the USA. Wales are better than the USA, I hope. 
But then we all remember last autumn for Wales. <laughs> and I mean, I hope Wales are better. I hope Wales can last more than a minute without conceding a try, is all I'm going to say. Um, it's the forwards I'm worried about for Wales, significantly. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm worried about the whole fucking shooting match. <laughs> when you're in a world where Seb Davis is your back row cover. Fucking hell, mate. Honestly, what the fuck is that about? Jack and Jack Morgan sits at home twiddling his thumbs after having been the best player on the fucking pitch. As a friend Munster of ours said, he's better than Matthew Screech, but that's not saying much. <laughs> it's really not. And I'm not sure he's even better than Matthew Screech. If I'm no, honest. I'm not but... sure he is, to be honest. <sighs> yeah, I, I'm genuine. I think it's just, there's very little doubt that this is going to be a thirty-point win, at least. For the All Blacks, I would gen- generously say 45 13. 45 13 New Zealand, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. I think Wales might score a little bit more. But I'm. <laughs> why? I don't know why. Just saying that to be different, I think. <laughs> Just because he's like them too, so it's not quite as bleak. <laughs> I'm going 45 23. Yeah. I think that's fair. At least eight tries from New Zealand. <laughs> yes. And then we've got Scotland Tonga on Sunday. At outside, This is all outside the international window, of course. So, yeah. you know, Tonga are, are struggling more than most, as they often do. Yeah. Um, Scotland will be Sons, Finn Russell or Adam Hastings, but I don't imagine it'll make much difference. Lest we forget, Tonga got 102 put on them by the All Blacks earlier this year. Uh, and they backed up the, that by getting absolutely tonked home and away by Samoa and a couple of weeks after. In short, I'm going to say 58-3. Um, I think it'll be a frustrating afternoon for Scotland and people will get upset <laughs> and they'll only win 42-12 or something. Yeah, Having gone, got well. 42 points in the first 23 minutes... It'll then yeah. just or, or they'll they'll only score three penalties in the second half or something. It'll get really <laughs> shitty. So, so yeah, yeah they'll make too many changes and it'll all get very disjointed. So there you go. So what? So what? What have you said? Well, you can put it into uh, the I app, said, can't you? I said fifty-eight-three, but yeah, I'll put it into the app. Fifty-eight-three, and I've said forty-two-twelve. Yeah, yeah, but it's they're going to be Tonkins either way. Yeah, this it's not, gonna be too. We'd love absolute, it not to be. Oh, oh yeah. there's nothing that would make me happier than you know, Wayne Pivak's fucking wild bunch somehow beating the All Blacks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love I genuinely that film. if you if you you think you've seen me happy on this podcast before, you would not believe the sort of floating on air bliss that I will be in if Wales somehow beat New Zealand with this bag of shit. But it's not going to happen. Let's be real. So there you go. So that's average for the weekend. Do we do we move on to shit good now? I think we do. Yeah. Shit. I'll start. Yes. Start away. Augustine Creevy. <laughs> he's very lazy. I can't he? work out if he's shit or the <laughs> greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. But honestly, I watched the first twelve minutes of that game, and he literally yeah. half jogged in side to side on the middle. 15 metres of the pitch yeah, and just did not hit anything or tackle anyone. 
I think he got to it's, about a minute 11 before he tried to nick a ball on the floor. But he literally he he kind is, of walks into tackle and kind of puts one hand on people and then backs away again while other yeah, people he sort tackle. Of let's other people do the tackling while he just gets a stat for a half tackle of putting someone down. It's. Yeah, he's very much earning a paycheck there, isn't he? You got as I say, you have to respect it. Somebody said when I put it yeah. on Twitter, somebody said it reminded me of Adam Jones's latter career at, at Harlequins. See, saying that, but like Adam Jones was very slowly moving around because that's as fast as he could go. <laughs> he was still turning out and playing like like in when Quinn's needed it was short at prop in his season when he moved into coaching, he was still playing like 70, 80 minutes at 36 or whatever. Whereas I don't think Creevy would do that. What do you remember Creevy's stats on that game last season? Where, yes. he, where he basically didn't make a single tackle yeah. or something. Somehow. He made like two tackles when they got a hammer. Some, well, it, yeah, it was that game where they made something like 300 tackles or something and he made two. Yeah, and, like, and it was just yeah. And it, yeah. So there's obviously this even is the fly obviously off, a thing it was that even he the does. fly off made twenty tackles, and even the fullback made even the wingers made twenty tackles. That was it. The it was about, that was it. And he made about four. Yeah, so it's obviously an entire strategy that they just allow yeah. him to do. That's the thing. It's like, well, surely. I mean, he'd love to know when. I mean, what does his video analysis look like? Yeah. <laughs> didn't put it. I mean, I mean, everybody put in a lot of effort. Are you going to put a bit more effort in this week, nope. Augustine? Just nope. shrugs his shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> and English then he went off. And, and I, I'm sorry. I don't want to question the HIA protocols, right? Because we take them seriously on this pod, don't we? We don't. Yep. However, he went off the HIA after about 18 minutes. And you're not telling me he didn't just he didn't say something like you know, oh, you know, <laughs> basically what he did in the room. Yeah. It's like, can you remember oh, your name? No, 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 no. no puedo ver. <laughs> doble, doble. <laughs> yeah, he's collecting a paycheck, man. Unfair play. I respect I the game. I respect the game. So he'll finish with a massive paycheck, having not really done much. And let's be honest, he probably don't fancy having Parkinson's when he's fifty. So he doesn't fancy yeah. having any some concussive impact. So he'll retire healthier, richer. Yeah, he's sa- he's and he's still got all those air miles and Avios points. Yeah, to yeah. Spend, he's, he'll, he? so. he'll never fly coach again. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, shite. But in yeah. a way, could be good because you've got to respect. <laughs> you've got to respect the strategy. Indeed. What have you got this um, shit before I go? To I mean, the, we touched the... on it earlier, but Worcester, I'm so very sorry. <laughs> I'm so very sorry. Prediction League, said. everyone. Prediction League. I'm so sorry that I said you were going. I knew what I was doing, and at the they same time, they were missing some of the big guns, though, weren't they? But it they just shows you how, how, how what a fucking how cliff very, edge very of a drop off it is. <laughs> it is, yeah. You take, you know, Owen Williams and Willie Hines and a couple of the other lads out of that team, and it is bad. You know, Duan van der Merwe was in that game, don't forget. Oh, yeah. And he was true. trying his best. He did get carded, though. He did. He was trying his best, but there's only so much you can do. And I didn't realise the havoc that I could wreak by saying I thought you'd be quite good. So you say it's quite a drop of. I mean, they got Will Chudley at nine. He he did a very good job at Exeter for yeah, that yeah. period. Do you know what I mean? It's a funny one, isn't it? Sutherland yeah. still played. You know. Yeah. The, uh, the never-ending definitely... Mac Fezich is still playing at eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and they were missing Ollie Lawrence, which you know was a big loss. And they were missing, I think, Ashley Beck as well, which is a big one. But like, yeah, and Scott Baldwin as well. But it's like it does show that things are real fucking. I mean, they, you know, let's not forget they let like twenty players go all the season. So when you sort of get out of the the first fifteen, it's it's pretty bad. Although you know, Billy Sills a good player. Jamie Shilcock's supposed to be all right. As you say, Will Chudley was good at Exeter. How old is Matt Kvesic now? Oh, 32, I'll guess. Obviously, the <laughs> way I grade people's age, 50, but he's actually about 32, probably. <laughs> Do you know how old Matt Kvesic is? And this feels wrong. This feels like Wikipedia must have this wrong. Go. Apparently, Matt Kvesic is only 29 years old. Well, you know, well could be right, though. Yeah, well, he... Yeah, but he started. He, he first played for Worcester in two thousand and nine, so he would have been eighteen. Seventeen, eighteen. I yeah. guess so. Yeah. He was a pretty talented lad. Still, if it does Still, feel shy. like he's been, yeah, I mean, he first played for England in twenty thirteen. I think that's probably why it feels like he's been around for seven thousand years. Anyway. Yes, Moving on, shit. shit. Reese not gets in touch. Hello, Reese. He says, shit has to be all the rugby experts who are convinced that Saracens are over the salary cap because they beat Bats and Wasps second 15s. They don't seem overly convinced there was a financial impropriety after Saracens lost to Leicester, did they? No, that's because Leicester are now back up to full, fully operational battle full station dickhead. stage. Yeah. Um, no, you're right, though. I, yeah, they're just playing pretty well. And actually, I mean, you look I, at the names I mean, on the sheet. It's exactly you look at that Saracen squad, and you go, "Yeah, there's still a lot of good players there, but it's not like they've got hugely more no. of those players than than Bristol. anybody else has." For yeah, example. yeah. Well, yeah, or Leicester, or Sale, or even Gloucester. You know, Ross Mather says, "Shit is Ross Wasps luck with injuries right now." Will be a can we swap players fifteen before long? Yeah, I mean, they've. They signed that flipping lad that was playing American football, haven't they? Oh, no. double barrel name. No, uh, Alex Gray, the guy who went to play for Atlanta for a few years and then came back, went to Bath briefly, went to Bristol briefly, went to Harlequins briefly. Basically, nobody really thinks that he can still play rugby, but Wasps are so fucking desperate right now. Yeah. It's just like... And yet, somehow they haven't re-signed. Somebody needs to put uh, the fucking Alec Bruce sign into the into the air, into the sky. Tell, tell me that would not. Fix <laughs> Can you imagine? Everything. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the library guy gets in touch and says, "Shit is the state of my ankle after crashing my motorbike." He said, "Although the twelve hundred pound bill to fix it is nearly as painful, I'm assuming that's your motorbike, not your ankle, because." Unless you live abroad, you shouldn't have to pay to get your ankle fixed. A big shout out, by the way, for the shit and the good, by the way, to our friend IGT Ian, who causes a volume glint door on Twitter. He's had a fucking horrendous fall off his bike. Um, Has properly snapped bones and is is fine, as fine as you can be. He's been stitched up and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, if you're listening, Ian... I'm very glad you're feeling okay, and I hope this is a, you know... Indeed. We're helping in any small way we can. Indeed. 
Uh, Comrade C. McSporty says, shit is Ireland, the Ireland out half situation. 36-year-old Sexton captain in the side when the younger men all need their own space and time to shine. It's hard to know where the tipping point comes because nobody else looks good enough. And that's the problem. Yeah. And Carberry's not been fit enough for long enough. Yeah, that's the thing. Carberry occasionally looks excellent and occasionally does not. Um, and there's the, there's, there's, the, there's the old crap burn at Leinster and the, and the promising yeah. young burn at Leinster, <laughs> yeah. isn't there? Yeah. And obviously, you've got Billy Burns at Ulster that... I mean, it's remarkable that he ever got an island cap. Look at him play at the moment. He looked it's, all right for parts last he year. He did look all right last year. I mean, that, but, but that was always a strange bit, not what's happening now. Yeah, exactly. What's happening this now is, is more what we like, expect. This, yeah, yeah, this is more like what I've always expected him to play like. Uh, Gonzalo Pradrenas says, um, I think he's our listener from Chile, says... Mm. Uh, with extreme pain in my heart, he says, shit was the Ulster performance this weekend. I mean, seriously, Gonzalo, you live in Chile, I think. You could have picked mm. any team you wanted. <laughs> and you went for Ulster. Did you pick Very them when they were good, though? Choice. Was it a, a while ago when they were like European mm. Cup winners and things? Maybe. He's a 99 fan. Evan Quick gets in touch. He says, shit, is our roof has started leaking again and the builder has either been dodging text or just plain ignoring us again. Yeah. Yeah, he says. Also, that. shit is the food booking system at the Odeon Cardiff. Took forty minutes to get some popcorn. Nearly missed a new Bond film. A food booking <laughs> system. You book popcorn. I know. Surely do you, you just, do they get given a time slot and, and they bring it to you? I don't. I, Maybe confusing. Shouldn't you just go up and you say, "I'd like a large, sweet and salty popcorn, please." Boom. Well, you wouldn't. Obviously, you don't like sweet and salty, but I do. No, I do. Yeah. Oh, Where you, you got that from? We've never even. Oh, I thought you. I thought you were. Do I just have the face of somebody who wouldn't? We never I discussed like, that I before. I thought we discussed the fact that you don't like sweet and salty things. No, no, I love the sweet and salty mix. Oh, that's true. Oh, okay. No, I don't normally like crossing genres. You're right, but I do. I like yeah. that. No, okay, good. I'm happy. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I like sweet and spicy as well. You know, like crispy mm. shredded beef from the Chinese and mm. that. Mm. Um, you know, mango salsa things like that. Mm. Anyway, he said he did say good was the new um, new Bond film. Again, another one I quite fancy watching. I'm going to have to go back to the cinema. I've made my, not I've a huge, made not my a huge fan of Bond. I don't see how that much better than the other action film. I don't know why they get all really. this, like, you know, it's, it's this special fucking... It's a British institution, Lee. Yeah. It's I all we've got to offer the world. It, I liked it when it was borderline spoof, late period Roger Moore. That was my favourite <laughs> period of Bond. Moonraker, Bond in oh, Space. Who doesn't enjoy Bond in Space, though? <laughs> um... What else have we got here then? Shit. Bruce McConaughey says, shit is the All Blacks doing their performative bag-carrying human conveyor belt nonsense again. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather performatively, yeah. you know, pro-anti-domestic violence charities. Yeah. Maybe that would be a better... Rather they didn't idea, pick several, several players that aren't fucking, you know, yeah, domestic abusers. That'd be a great <laughs> way to show that you're all sweeping the fucking yeah. sheds. Maybe treat it better than just saying they won't be in a squad for one game or something like that, you know. Uh, I think what was it. funny about I think what was funny about that photo though, What's that? it was the fact that because they're staying at the Hilton in Cardiff, um, which has got like a Costa attached to it, it but they for some reason they were going in the Costa entrance, so it basically looked like they were all staying in a like when they're like offloading all their bags off the fucking bus, it looked like they were offloading them into a Costa, which I just like yeah sorry lads. The Hilton's booked up, so we're all going to have to bunk down. 
in a Costa for a couple of nights. To be honest, with you, that's the probably pe- the only way that Wales can win. All the slightly cardboardy paninis you can eat, though. <laughs> oh, I hate it though. I fucking hate it. I hate the performative fucking. Oh, that's just fucking ridiculous now. Yeah. Ball self ball licking of it all. Anna S says sweet and speaking speaking no says that sweet and salty popcorn is an abomination. It's not though. It's, it's nice. not though. Yeah, it's very nice. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's all we've got to say about that. So yeah. Hunter Sewell gets in touch. He says, "Shit, is that Bock kit?" Oh, I don't mind it. Silly, but you know, I like the fact you... that they won't release the name of the man who's designed it. <laughs> For fear of reprisals, presumably. <laughs> there was one guy in the official tweet who tweeted about 27 replies. It was all very equally funny. as funny as the last one. It was very, 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 funny. very, very funny indeed. Um, Hunter also shit his rugby passes attempt to rehabilitate the, fl- the, the fly half of the cunt collective RFC, as um, our mate Robbie would say. Yeah. Yes. There's somebody heavily invested in that, aren't they? Yeah, there's somebody there's clearly wants to rehabilitate him without him actually doing any making any efforts to rehabilitate himself. Indeed. Um, and so do quite some certain people that, who present rugby on BT Sport, for that matter. What have we got that's good here then? Let's move on to good, shall we? Oh, there's some good this weekend. Here's a good for me. Palindromic scoreline klaxon yes. in Japan versus Australia. Yes. Just to add to the extra fun that is Australia now, they've given me a palindromic scoreline as well. Exactly, and we got we got about two weeks of palindromic scorelines because we, we got have. a palindromic scoreline from Saracens boss uh, Bath last week, which is another yeah. That's why this you know this season is just the most fun ever. Exactly, I'm loving it. I'm certainly loving it. Uh, good for me, Nicky Smith. Right, mm-hmm. he's not always lived up to his place in the Wales squad. Um, you know, over the last few years, he's not always looked. As good as he could do, but fucking hell, getting axed clearly suits him because that game against Munster was probably his best, definitely his best ever game for the Ospreys. Probably the best ever game I've ever seen him play because he was fucking brilliant in the loose, which he always is. He's really good at the breakdown, which he always is, to be fair. But oh, four penalties he won against you know Ireland international. Let's not forget John Ryan. And he was unlucky not to get a couple more. He absolutely fucking took the scrum apart and did everything. It was one of the genuinely the best, probably the best performance you'll see from a, a complete performance you'll see from a front rower this season. He was brilliant. Epic. As was everybody, frankly. They were all epic. It was brilliant. It was very unexpected, wasn't it? It was very unexpected. <laughs> I sort of, I double screened it at half time because the All Blacks game was starting. And, yeah, I expected to sort of be mainly watching the All Blacks run in 17 million tries while sort of keeping an eye on it gradually slipping away into inevitable defeat when Munster brought all their internationals and Springboks off the bench. And it just didn't happen. Mm. And it was a very pleasant surprise, and I enjoyed it a great deal. Any more good before I go into our submissions? No, let's crack on. Mark Fisher gets in touch, says, good. He's after 34 mm. consecutive defeats, taking in relegation and a yes. sacking, and sacking a coach mid-game along the way. Arjun have finally won a game at the weekend against Oriak. See, we said we'd start doing Arjun shit watch, didn't we? Yeah. And basically, as always so we happens. are responsible for this. Yeah. As always happens, just as happened with 
zebra shit watch. Back <laughs> and in any the other one, apart from the dragon dragon's one. shit watch. Yeah, which just went on for far too long. But you know, it's a fair play to them. You know, five was it six hundred and something days since they last won a game? For God's sake, <sighs> imagine it. Imagine like I know, I've known some fucking real misery in sport, but I've never known anything like that. <laughs> Not even close. Graham Golvin gets in touch. Hello, Graham. He says, good is Kelly Brown. As someone who struggled a lot with a stutter when I was younger, he remains a continuing source of inspiration and my man crush intensifies. He was on BT Sport, wasn't he, talking about he was. overcoming his stammer. The second consecutive week of BT <laughs> Rugby Tonight, not even talking about rugby and addressing oh, other me. issues. Other that... issues that are directly tangential to players or things involved in the game of rugby. How dare they? What it should be is just people coming out and going, rugby, yay, premiership, yay, for an hour every week. Yeah. Instead, literally only talking about everything that happens on the field. And the second somebody crosses the whitewash, it's over. Yeah. And Done. even stuff on the field, if it's not reflecting positively on the wonderful, yeah. wonderful game of rugby union, it should not even it be addressed. Be cast out. Yeah. There are no bad games. The Ukrainian there wheat are, harvest has once again broken funds. all records. And <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah and good, fair, good, good stuff. And he does seem like a decent bloke. And the eyebrows, man, woof. Woof. Uh, Elliot Fry gets in touch. He says, good is a chance for the USA to host a men's World Cup and replace England as the least successful host nation. <laughs> <laughs> he said, although Josh may see it differently, Elliot says. Yeah, we don't. You, you're quite happily having that forever, wouldn't you? England being the shittest uh, host yeah, nation. Yeah. Forever and ever, but you know. If somebody's got to do it, at least USA will go big while doing it. Robert Langham says, good is our new post-game pub for giving us a bottle of Jaeger for winning on Saturday. <laughs> Mixed reviews, Jaeger. Are you a young man, Robert? Young people say. like Jaeger, don't they? I mean, I certainly liked Jaeger a lot more as a young man than I would today. When I went to the Download Festival, I was in my 30s, I guess. I did hammer a lot of Jaeger. The frozen Jaeger yeah. bombard. Yeah, I, uh, I've I've smashed a lot of Jaeger bombs in my life, and uh, I live to tell the tale. So, yeah. <laughs> James Franklin says, "Good. I'm not sure how this has happened, but Gloucester are in fourth. <laughs> See, Look, nobody's talking about weird, them. Nobody's talking about them, day. are they? It's a real fucking weird day. A real seat. Like this season does not make a lot of sense at the moment, but we'll see." Andy Bradshaw says, good is Sale thinking they could turn up to this Leinster team and thinking they could out-bastard the Galactic Empire. The Tigers smashed the Sale mind gym, a gym for the mind, and took a massive shit on the treadmill and pressed it to full speed. It's a powerful image, Andy, but I see what he's saying. Powerful image. (laughs) Yes, there he is. There he is, a line gym, a gym from one. I don't know why, but that pitch just cracks me up every time I see it. <laughs> it's real funny. It's real funny. Um, uh, he said, good. Uh, sorry, um, Dan Shear says, good as a revitalisation of Saints and Tigers this season. Saturday's game should be a cracker. However, it, it is a bit of shit that the internationals are mm. not there. But even so, it should be, yeah. Proper old, It'll proper still... rivalry as well, lest we forget. Yeah, indeed. And, you know... They're doing it with, you know, for the start of the season, we didn't sort of think that Saints had massively fucking strengthened themselves. And they just, they're just playing really well. 
Finally, Joe, Joe Brecher says, good watching some top 14 at the weekend and seeing there's a top 14 Panini sticker album available. Oh, now we're He talking. said, but then shit was the crestfalling yeah. news that they do not deliver to the UK. There's got to be a way we there can There must get. be a way around this. Damn you, Brexit! This is the final <laughs> straw. Honestly, first, as if fucking... Oh, there is as well. You can get a box of 50 packs for 40 euros. I just want to see Antoine Dupont's head in a sticker. In a Me too, sticker. exactly. Anybody who listens in France, find that, buy and buy stickers until you get one of Antoine Dupont. Never mind the money, just carry on. <laughs> Whatever it costs. Oh, see, now I need... Oh, see, I knew, you, I knew this would set you off. Absolutely. This will be you for it's the next complete... few days now, trying to figure yeah. out a way to get it sorted. <laughs> figure out a way to get the the discovery pack, as Google Translate is uh, describing it as the top 14 official rugby album and uh, eight packs of stickers for £10.35. 10 we'll just we'll leave him to this, ladies and gentlemen, and he'll, he'll update on so. Twitter this week when he's, find, I, I, when he's found will, the link will, to get what we need. I will find a way. I will find a way. Josh, it's been wonderful. As always. Yeah, it has been wonderful, as ever. Um, I don't care what other people think. I think it, no, it's wonderful this time we spend together <laughs> each week. Yeah, I and I hope everybody what, out there... Um, I don't care what people say about us. Yeah. No, indeed. I don't care that you know we're, we're moderately successful and don't fit very well with the sport. <laughs> we don't care. This is who we are. Well, so we no, thank yeah, everybody. Really and all of you are in the same boat as us. And isn't it a wonderful little club to be in? And on Absolutely that, it is. we will speak to you all next week after um, Wales have been... You know, taken for a full insurance job. Yeah. Yeah. Speak to you all soon. Goodbye. Bye. Too many clicks to make this finish. (laughs) I know what you mean. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bank of Ireland is looking out for your financial well being, they want to help protect you from fraud. So whether it's Black Friday, Cyber Monday, or even just plain old Tuesday, be careful online. Don't assume that every text message or email you get claiming to be from a bank, a delivery service, or any company is legit. And remember, Bank of Ireland will never send you a text message or an email with a link asking for your full 365 PIN number or one-time passcodes, so don't give them out. Search Bank of Ireland Security. And together, this Christmas, we won't let the fraudsters win. Begin. Bank of Ireland is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.